section twenty eight of curiosities of literature volume three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. curiosities of literature volume three by isaac disraeli the dictionary of trevoux a learned friend in his very agreeable trimestre or a three months journey in france and switzerland could not pass through the small town of trevoux without a literary association of ideas which should accompany every man of letters in his tours abroad or at home a mind well informed cannot travel without discovering that there are objects constantly presenting themselves which suggest literary historical and moral facts my friend writes as you proceed nearer to lyons you stop to dine at trevoux on the left bank of the saone on a sloping hill down to the waterside rises an amphitheatre crowned with an ancient gothic castle in venerable ruin under it is the small town of trevoux well known for its journal and dictionary which latter is almost an encyclopaedia as there are few things of which something is not said in that most valuable compilation and the whole was printed at trevoux the knowledge of this circumstance greatly enhances the delight of any visitor who has consulted the book and is acquainted with its merit and must add much to his local pleasures a work from which every man of letters may be continually deriving such varied knowledge and which is little known but to the most curious readers claims a place in these volumes nor is the history of the work itself without interest eight large folios each consisting of a thousand closely printed pages stand like a vast mountain of which before we climb we may be anxious to learn the security of the passage the history of dictionaries is the most mutable of all histories it is a picture of the inconstancy of the knowledge of man the learning of one generation passes away with another and a dictionary of this kind is always to be repaired to be rescinded and to be enlarged the small town of trevoux gave its name to an excellent literary journal long conducted by the jesuits and to this dictionary as edinburgh has to its critical review an annual register etc it first came to be distinguished as a literary town from the duc du main as prince sovereign of dom footnote it was always acknowledged as an independent state by the french kings from the time of philip augustus it had its own parliament and the privilege also of coining its own money transferring to this little town of trevoux not only his parliament and other public institutions but also establishing a magnificent printing-house in the beginning of the last century the duke probably to keep his printers in constant employ instituted the journal de trevoux and this perhaps greatly tended to bring the printing-house into notice so that it became a favourite with many good writers who appear to have had no other connection with the place 
and this dictionary borrowed its first title which it always preserved merely from the place where it was printed both the journal and the dictionary were however consigned to the care of some learned jesuits and perhaps the place always indicated the principles of the writers of whom none were more eminent for elegant literature than the jesuits footnote the house in which the jesuits resided having the shield of arms of their order over its portal still remains at trevoux the first edition of this dictionary sprung from the spirit of rivalry occasioned by a french dictionary published in holland by the protestant basnage de beauval the duke set his jesuits hastily to work who after a pompous announcement that this dictionary was formed on a plan suggested by their patron did little more than pillage furetiere and rummage basnage and produced three new folios without any novelties they pleased the duc d'humain and no one else this was in seventeen o four twenty years after it was republished and improved and editions increasing the volumes succeeded each other till it reached to its present magnitude and value in eight large folios in seventeen seventy one the only edition now esteemed many of the names of the contributors to this excellent collection of words and things the industry of m barbier has revealed in his dictionnaire des anonymes article ten thousand seven hundred and eighty two the work in the progress of a century evidently became a favourite receptacle with men of letters in france who eagerly contributed the smallest or largest articles with a zeal honourable to literature and most useful to the public they made this dictionary their commonplace book for all their curious acquisitions every one competent to write a short article preserving an important fact did not aspire to compile the dictionary or even an entire article in it but it was a treasury in which such mites collected together formed its wealth and all the literati may be said to have engaged in perfecting these volumes during a century in this manner from the humble beginnings of three volumes in which the plagiary much more than the contributor was visible eight were at length built up with more durable materials and which claimed the attention and the gratitude of the student the work it appears interested the government itself as a national concern from the tenor of the following anecdotes most of the minor contributors to this great collection were satisfied to remain anonymous but as might be expected among such a number sometimes a contributor was anxious to be known to his circle and did not like this penitential abstinence of fame an anecdote recorded of one of this class will amuse a monsieur le tour du chatel avocat au parlement de normandie voluntarily devoted his studious hours to improve this work and furnished nearly three thousand articles to the supplement of the edition of seventeen fifty two 
this ardent scholar had had a lively quarrel thirty years before with the first authors of the dictionary he had sent them one thousand three hundred articles on condition that the donor should be handsomely thanked in the preface of the new edition and further receive a copy en grand papier they were accepted the conductors of the new edition in seventeen twenty one forgot all the promises nor thanks nor copy our learned avocat who was a little irritable as his nephew who wrote his life acknowledges as soon as the great work appeared astonished like denis that they were rattling his own thunder without saying a word quits his country town and ventures half dead with sickness and indignation on an expedition to paris to make his complaint to the chancellor and the work was deemed of that importance in the eye of government and so zealous a contributor was considered to have such an honourable claim that the chancellor ordered first that a copy on large paper should be immediately delivered to m Lotour, richly bound and free of carriage and secondly as a reparation of the unperformed promise and an acknowledgment of gratitude the omission of thanks should be inserted and explained in the three great literary journals of france a curious instance among others of the french government often mediating when difficulties occurred in great literary undertakings and considering not lightly the claims and the honours of men of letters another proof indeed of the same kind concerning the present work occurred after the edition of seventeen fifty two one jamais lanet who had with others been usefully employed on this edition addressed a proposal to government for an improved one dated from the bastille he proposed that the government should choose a learned person accustomed to the labour of the researches such a work requires and he calculated that if supplied with three amanuenses such an editor would accomplish his task in about ten or twelve years the produce of the edition would soon repay all the expenses and capital advanced this literary projector did not wish to remain idle in the bastille fifteen years afterwards the last improved edition appeared published by the associated booksellers of paris as for the work itself it partakes of the character of our encyclopedias but in this respect it cannot be safely consulted for widely has science enlarged its domains and corrected its errors since seventeen seventy one but it is precious as a vast collection of ancient and modern learning particularly in that sort of knowledge which we usually term antiquarian and philological it is not merely a grammatical scientific and technical dictionary but it is replete with divinity law moral philosophy critical and historical learning and abounds with innumerable miscellaneous curiosities it would be difficult whatever may be the subject of inquiry to open it without the gratification of some knowledge neither obvious nor trivial i heard a man of great learning declare that whenever he could not recollect his knowledge he opened hoffman's lexicon universal historicum where he was sure to find what he had lost the works are similar 
and valuable as are the germans four folios the eight of the frenchmen may safely be recommended as their substitute or their supplement as a dictionary of the french language it bears a peculiar feature which has been presumptuously dropped in the dictionnaire de l'academie the last invents phrases to explain words which therefore have no other authority than the writer himself this of trevoux is furnished not only with mere authorities but also with quotations from the classical french writers an improvement which was probably suggested by the english dictionary of johnson one nation improves by another End of section twenty eight